Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey everybody, welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. This is Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is Phil Ranta, the sports outsider. This time you said, this is Joel Anderson instead of I'm Joel Anderson, and it really threw me off. It was a little I'm bit sorry. of a third person introduction. I feel yeah. like you guys didn't even comment on the fact that I did not say actual words during the very beginning there. Normally I say, uh, hey everybody and welcome to another sports, sports, and I went like, Sports, sports, you always sound like to me, though. Yeah, Yeah. that is. That is. That's. I never hear words when you open your mouth. I just hear. (laughs) It's that's pretty much it. Yeah, (laughs) sums it up. You could you could paraphrase pretty much everything I've ever said with that. So. I was I would actually say it's more like I don't know. You guys watch Ardman Animation? Ever watch Sean the Sheep? Ooh, he's Sean, Sean the, the Sheep. Sheep. Yeah, it's the same people do Wallace and Gromit, and there's no uh, talking in it, but the farmer makes noises like this. Wall, real bill, mill. You're a gr- you're a grumpy British mumbler. That's what you are. I am I am sometimes grumpy. I'm also sometimes quite energetic and and happy. Name once. I think. Well, you know what? I think I, I would say between you're, those two. I would say you're energetically grumpy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're enthusiastically actually. a curmudgeon. Yeah. If that makes sense. Joel, yeah. the enthusiastic curmudgeon. You are the world's nicest asshole. <laughs> Sold it in the room. Yep. Phil, did you see any games this week? Uh, I watched uh, one game. What is that? It was called the Royal Rumble. Oh, oh wrestling. Yes. Uh, WWE. Missed the Grammys. Watched the Royal Rumble. And did you enjoy it? I did. And when do you think will be the next time you watch a sporting event? Uh, wrestling or otherwise? WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, probably. Are you sure? Because this Sunday, Phil... Is the Super Bowl? Oh, I am going to go to a Super Bowl. I was about to say. Even Phil goes to Super Bowl. Where do you fit in? Fit in? Fit in? Where do you fit in to the uh, Super Bowl party uh, canon? In terms of like, there's a lot of different people, personality types. Oh, I know. Where do you fit in? You can read it all in my book, "The Types of People at a Super Bowl Party" by (laughs) Phil Ranta. But I like to think of myself as a nacho grazer. Okay, yeah. I stand by the table that's right next to the kitchen. I graze on nachos. No, I can tell you who Phil is because uh, I've met so many more people like this since I moved to L.A. Phil is the non-sports fan, snarky, snarky pop culture commentator. Who oh, well, is I'm this like, true, Phil? I'm yeah. like that guy crashed into that guy like Amanda yeah. Bynes. We'll make we'll me? make a series of jokes about how oh everybody's really into sports. Isn't that crazy? Uh, and then make sure they're watching all the commercials. More interested in the commercials than the oh. game. Everybody shut up. The commercials are coming on. Yeah, this is oh. a clear Spoiler archetype. alert on that yeah. joke. Yeah. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's. Enjoy the new man, Brazier. Manziel's. Ooh, didn't like that drop. <laughs> what? Did not like that drop. We're sponsored by Manziel's. Yeah. Really? For Jordan, with the money they're paying us, I'm afraid we're going to oh, have to stick yeah. with it. It's yeah. an Etsy store. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be. It would be. Yeah. Former Heisman winner and likely future dancing of the with the – ah, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> you can do it, Jordan. I believe in you. Former Heisman winner and likely 
future Dancing with the Stars participant, Johnny Ooh. Manziel, will probably go in the top five of the NFL draft, probably to a team that needs a quarterback and to a local media that needs some TMZ-style reporting to spice up its action news. Yeah. Johnny Manziel goes by the alias Johnny Football and is usually seen embracing the latest in youth culture and giving millennials an even worse name in the process. <laughs> As arguably the hottest and definitely the naughtiest name in the draft, the same zeal the Jacksonville fans had in urging their team to sign Tim Tebow has spread like a penicillin-resistant gonorrhea strain. <laughs> Ooh, my favorite. Only instead of burning pee, it's burning cash on stupid billboards. <laughs> Tony Busby is among the infected. He's an attorney and a Texas A&M regent who has purchased a billboard in the Houston area saying, Keep Johnny Football in Texas. Yeah, yeehaw. It's promoting the website DraftJohnnyManzel.com. Is this the, the Jaguars or the Texans? It's the Texans. Joey's oh. in the Houston area. Okay. It's, it, this is much better than the Tebow to Jags Angel yeah. Fire website. Okay. I went to the website. It's a pretty good website. Angel, there's still yeah. Angel Fire website. I'm up? pretty sure the Tebow to Jags website was either GeoCities or Angel Fire. Ah, that's good. <laughs> they, they paid for the domain 15 years ago, and they just I held on to it? <laughs> Something like that. Right. We, they really, really lucked out in that one. They did. It was a smart move. <laughs> they saw this kid play peewee football, and they're like, hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that kid's got quite a god behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case there's a team called the Jaguars and this kid keeps it up, what if we took out? The website has an altered photo that shows Johnny Football in a Texas. Oh, sorry, in a Texans uniform Ooh. Oh. instead of his A&M uniform, which is some pretty good photoshopping for a university regent. <laughs> and I'll agree that. So Tony Busby set up this website, and it also has uh, YouTube videos of Johnny Manziel. There's a "What People Are Saying" section with quotes from draft experts, college coaches. And a lengthy essay by website proprietor Tony Busby. <laughs> There's a news section that has one news story that is completely real and in no way fake. It comes via the Daily News of Texas City, Texas. Its headline, Busby leading push for Texans to draft Manziel. <laughs> I think that that's a little bit of a self-aggrandizing article considering the website. <laughs> You know what one of my favorite things in sports are? Are the people who dearly love their team, but, like, are really stupid and subsequently, like, dramatically hurt their own thing that they love the most? Like Jerry Jones, prime example. Okay. Al Smith over the years. There was that guy. You're naming senile billionaires. I feel like that's a separate okay, category. Okay, but, like, the – who is it? The – the, the the guy, the booster for Texas, who was really upset that they wound up getting, you know, like an experienced college coach with credentials because right. he was like, we could have gotten John Gruden. And it was like, yeah, that no, would have been a great idea. No one's The thing about John Gruden is John Gruden just likes being John Gruden, yeah. living in Tampa and having his name come up anytime there's a hot coaching job <laughs> and just probably like <laughs> rubbing himself with, with his broadcasting money going, oh, it's so yeah. great being Also, me. like what experience does John Gruden have coaching college? Doesn't matter. He's John Gruden. He yeah, won a exactly. Super Bowl. I agree. There's also a petition on the website trying to persuade Bob McNair, the Houston Texans owner, to use their number one pick on Johnny Manziel. But read it before you sign it. Because if you look closely, the language of the petition actually suggests the Texans draft an overlooked Houston attorney and Texas A&M regent <laughs> with a strong arm and a heart of a champion, <laughs> Tony Busby. He's all over the place. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by Manziel's. Keep your man boobs up with Manziel's. All right, what do we got in the show? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, it is, of course, our pre-Super Bowl show. If you're listening to this right when it comes out, 
The Super Bowl is going to be tomorrow. If you're listening to it on Monday as you drive to work, it was yesterday. What if they're listening to it during the Super Bowl? Oh, then our Super Bowl preview will be uh, still relevant. I think for the record, I think it'd be a terrible idea to listen to it during the Super Bowl. Kick up the sound, man. Yeah, you won't be able to hear the commercials. Good. <laughs> well, anyway, we, we have uh, we have an interview with a vendor, I believe. Absolutely. That'll be uh, at MetLife Stadium in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Exactly. Uh, uh, it's uh, Patty O'Shaughnessy, uh, who is a... Uh, wow, is, that is an ethnic Irish name. Patty O'Shaughnessy? Yeah. He must have a really thick Irish accent. Oh, oh right. actually, he's from Jamaica. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Jamaica, weird... New York. <laughs> right. Well, uh, uh, We no, also he's... have a verifiable true facts and a weird oh. sport. Right, All men, things, weird, weird sportsmen, sports <laughs> weird sportsmen, Jordan, Freudian weird sports is retired. Right Why, how dare you, Jordan? How dare you belittle the America's new favorite segment, Weird Sportsman? All right, we have something right, we else. Do. do we have some uh, gambling news? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We are, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you, I have a biggest gambling weekend of the year. I'm going to have Jordan and Phil here weigh in on where they'd land on a number of different bets. Ooh. Mostly over-unders, but a couple other ones, too. I, I bet that I'll know nothing. True, I, but that'll make I'll double your, down on yeah. that. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. A news, news, news. Seahawks reveal defensive secrets. What? Why would they do that immediately before the Super Bowl? <laughs> How foolish! Subheadline. It's not just constantly committing pass interference. <laughs> that would be a good strategy. In order to adjust to the changing rules of tackling and to teach hard-hitting without causing players to draw penalties and fines, Seattle Seahawks defensive coaches showed a series of videos beginning back in training camp. In order, where the boys aren't 14, David after the dentist, and rounding it out with where the boys aren't 16, Dark Angels. <laughs> Real? Wait, David after dentist? Yeah, well, that was yeah, that was just a quick breather in between the two Jenna yeah. Jameson oh, films. Oh, phew. Yes. <laughs> I, actually, no, it actually makes marginally more sense than the jokes. It, they watched baseball, rugby, and steer wrestling. Wait, steer, steer wrestling? wrestling? That's a weird sport. Yeah. Now, if you could go up a little higher when you say that and you go a little lower, we can get yep. a nice thing here. Yep. Steer, steer wrestling? wrestling. Yeah, well, that'll do. I thought the harmonies were great on that. <laughs> uh, explaining it to the media, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn raised his elbow, mimicking a cowboy's form when hopping off a horse to wrap up a steer and bring him down. The procedure to bring down a large running back is similar. Wrap up a runner's waist or upper legs rather than trying to knock him over. Now, when he was demonstrating the cowboy's uh, 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 form, it should be noted that this is not to be confused with the Dallas Cowboys form, which resulted <laughs> in the second most first downs allowed in NFL history, 388. The rugby videos were even more valuable because they showed helmetless players leading with their shoulders, hitting an opponent in the torso, then wrapping him up. And that was just cell phone footage of them at local pubs. <laughs> Drunks? Oh, all of them. Okay. Don't yeah. you guys know any rugby players? Guys who played rugby in college? I uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I went to one rugby party in college. Let me tell you, I did not get laid. High five. <laughs> it was one of the, it's one of those things where I think in like I've never encountered bikers or like no. the Hell's Angels or something. Uh, so, you've encountered one biker, Jordan. You're not a biker. You're like a you own a motorcycle. You might ride a motorcycle sometimes, but you are not a. But biker. Rug rugby players no. are like the closest thing I ever met to people who were like you know Saturday night we're fucking or fighting. Right, mostly both. Um, but just like me and my biker buddies, that's I so what we do. rarely do either. So, 
Um, the Seattle uh, coaches also talked about the strike zone, which they defined as the area from the shoulder blade to the upper, th- th- upper thigh, just like in baseball, uh, from the shoulders to the waist area. We want that to be the focal point. Did they did they really have to watch videos of baseball to establish the concept of the strike Where's zone? Where's the body? I don't know where it is without visual representation. That pitch was between the strike zone. That pitch was outside of the strike zone. While they were at it, it would have been a good time to review the, the information with Mariners center fielder Dustin Ackley. Oh, He zing. of the three to one strikeout to walk rate. Uh-huh, <laughs> That's right, center fielder now because, yeah. The, God forbid they just not play him. Yeah. So uh, the question is, is it working? They watched all these videos. Is it working? Is it? No. <laughs> Seattle was flagged for 12 unnecessary roughness penalties this season compared to the league average of a little more than seven. However, their bar fighting in and around the Seattle area is much improved. Oh, okay. The worst question in the history of Super Bowl Media Week. That has got to be a really terrible I question. I just clicked on that article. Oh, boy. Yeah. Super Bowl Media Week. By the way, I want to props to Marshawn Lynch for flat out being like, this is stupid and I'm not participating. Yeah. I was, I was, I've rarely been so proud of a person as I have that man for, for deciding to skip out on the pointless series. For being of a spoil sport. <laughs> now, you now you're not an enthusiastic grump. You're just a grump. No. I'm, I'm not trying to tell these cameras. No, give my the, face the and microphone. The, the damn give my asking writer. me loose softball questions. Jordan, you just lost a tooth and grew a really scraggly beard. Uh, <laughs> I got gold in my hand. Okay, so uh, Denver Broncos defensive end Sean Phillips was asked by a reporter, "Do you consider this a must-win game?" <laughs> um, I'm a sports outsider. You are, and I know the answer to that. Yeah, what's that? Of course not. Yeah. A must-win game. If he doesn't win, it doesn't uh, – sure, you get, a like, a ring and a trophy, but must win? In the grand scheme of things, does it really matter? Are people going to remember in 30 years? Come I on. Mean, uh, it's it, the get, super- get right with Christ. People typically <laughs> define must win in regards to making the playoffs, and yeah. so in that sense, no, it's not because they're already in the playoffs. Yeah, well, see, two no's. What say you, Jordan? <laughs> well, I feel like uh, this, this would have worked and gotten a big laugh if the question was asked by Matthew Perry. <laughs> And it, but it was not asked by Matthew Perry. Um, Phillips, uh, he knows the elegant uh, pro-athlete reporter dance. And he, sta- he stated flatly, I look at every game as a must-win game. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> Your move, reporter man. Your move. That's smart. Uh, See, are we are really going to blame Marshawn Lynch for, for not wanting to participate in this intellectual give and take? He was being a, he was He acted like a spoiled brat. Is what he went out there for seven that. minutes. They scheduled an hour. All they do is ask easy questions. You're a paid professional. This is part of your job. So Honestly, being he's, a he's weirdo and running away and then hanging out with Deion Sanders, who tried to interview him and then doing more weird stuff with him, is you're being a spoil sport. You're not participating in the event. You're not fulfilling your contract. He now, they're like not going to get him for man. breach of contract because it's just not worth it because he's a very good running back. But in today's day and age, being an athlete <laughs> – is part being uh, your own PR person. Uh, and I if he didn't saying. know that, he shouldn't be playing sports. He should be doing accounting where you can get your own PR firm. You don't need to be your own person. Jordan, you're stepping on my soapbox. Get <laughs> off it. You're getting footprints on top. Yeah. Right now, you sound more curmudgeonly than I do. Well, I'm just saying he was being. Hey, a- I think he's a football player. Anything other than him playing football, like, why is I that? I guess I don't be- think he deserves praise for acting like a spoiled I- brat. 
I think for for calling out that whole circus for what it is. Oh, because no one's ever pointed out that yeah, press conferences are dumb and athletes give dumb answers. No one's ever done that. But no no one's, movie. No one's ever had the guts at, to just be like. I've no one ever had the. You're being I've seen people now. do that. I've seen people point out how ridiculous. The right. There was a Key and Peele sketch that was very funny where he's just like. You know, I go out there, give 110%. Remember that one? That's oh, a yeah. great one. saying 110% of 110%. Give it 110%. Courtesy of Yahoo! Yahoo! <laughs> we have some of the worst of Media Week. Peyton Manning was asked if he would make an appearance on SNL this week. That would be the night before the Super Bowl. <laughs> probably, I'm guessing probably not. Eric Decker was asked, Eric, why don't you wear a cup? Don't you want to protect the little Eric Deckers in this your little Eric Decker pecker? <laughs> oh... No, they would still be in his testicles unless he was close to ejaculation. <laughs> they wouldn't be in his pecker yet. Uh, Seattle defensive <laughs> lineman Michael Bennett was asked who had the smelliest farts in the locker room. He well, declined that's... to answer, but why? <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, that at least is a legitimate question because uh, that's <laughs> not, not a question that the reporters already know an answer to. Okay, that's fair. That's they're, fair. They're querying a team member about something that only a team member would know. Okay. As opposed to, like, just boneheaded question that everybody already knows what the answer is. To what? Work out who the spies are in the room? Why does that <laughs> No, just... I don't know who the smelliest farter in their locker room is. I would need someone Joel, from their locker room to in order to, to ask the me. question, you probably would have been in that locker room, and then we all know the answer. It'd be you, Joel. <laughs> not me. My farts are actually you. not that smelly. Uh, tell that to my nose. Okay, guys. So, biggest gambling weekend of the entire year coming up, the Super Bowl. I want to get your guys' temperature. Get it? Because it's an outdoor game. I got it. Yeah. I didn't. Your guys' temperature on a couple of uh, a couple of different possible wagers here, all right? I picked these up off a perfectly legitimate betting web- website, not at all made up. Okay. <clears throat> Over under Tom Brady TBD passes at one and a half. Joel, Brady's not in the game. Over. <laughs> I know, that's Brady, why. It, Phil, Brady's not in the game. That's I, why it's I only it's one over. and a half. But how would he throw TDs if he's not even in the game? Okay, so you're you're taking the under. You could just say that. You're yeah, taking the yes, under. Yes, Fine. I'd be taking the Get under. Ready to lose. Okay, over. more passing yards, Brady or Manning? Manning. Bra- Brady. <laughs> no, Brady's not in the game. But he's right. going over. Okay, better hair, Tom Brady or Okay, Peyton. wait, whoa. It sounds like you're really recycling the story ideas. Uh, you, you can you skip to the ones that only consider players participating in the game? So none of these that have Tom Brady in them. No, no, we did that like last week. Or okay, two weeks all right, ago. hang on. Let me let me see what I have here. I thought this bit sounded familiar. I was gonna say this is Joel, a little more prep work would be Fine. welcome. I'm just I'm skipping ahead. All and right. read from the tablet so we don't and, have all uh, that paper shuffling sound. We got going. you that iPad for nothing. You did obviously. Still going. Oh, here we go. Okay, page thirty-seven. <clears throat> uh, moving on there. Uh, okay, the number of times that announcers are going to speculate that the Broncos are better conditioned. Because of the altitude that they normally play at. 37 and a half, over or under? Hmm. I, I'm going to go with the under on this one. going to go with the under? I'm going to go with the under. Tom Brady. <laughs> I like Phil. I think Phil's got it. Okay. If this were Family Feud, everyone would be saying, good answer, good answer. Right, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So where's the encouragement, Jordan? <laughs> over, under, number of times that Joe Buck actually sounds excited and a person who has normal human emotions during the course of the game. Uh, zero over under negative three. Oh my god so yeah. i oh wow 
I guess I'll take the over. I'm going to say yeah. the under because I think he's going to get in a Doctor Who type time machine and then go backwards and then say positive things backwards so it attributes to negative things. Did I just blow your mind? We don't We don't need the explanation, Phil. Okay. No one over and one under. You're no longer <laughs> invited to the Super Bowl party. Thank you. Okay. Over, under, number of suicides in the state of New Jersey directly related to Joe Buck's voice over the course of the game. Over, under, set at 12 and a half. It's dreary, it's winter, it's cold, we haven't seen the sun in a while, I'm taking the over in a big way. Okay. I'm going to say that it's going to be exactly 12.5 suicides. <laughs> it's going to be right on. Phil, takes, he bets the push. I bet the uh, line. That's ballsy. <clears throat> All right, uh, total number of times that Peyton Manning will prove he's not a truly great quarterback. Eight and a half, over, under. Will not prove that. No, 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 no. Well, well uh, obviously, it's a playoff game. It's only a matter. It's time before Peyton Manning just proves to everyone once again that he can't. He can't handle the pressure. Oh no! I think he. I think he does. I think he proves that he's truly great. So I don't know what I take. I, I. That'd guess, be the under. I guess I take the under. <laughs> yeah. Then you know what? I'm gonna take the over. Man, the contrarian over here. Okay, total points scored over the course of the game on drop kicks. Wait, wait. The no, over wait. under is set at ninety two and a half. Over. Now, what? No, that line seems a little high. It does seem a little high now that you mention it. Given wait. that the average over the course of the season for points on drop kicks was uh, zero. Zero. Right. They're, they're, over. <laughs> Bill takes the over though. I, I mean, 100 points in the game, I mean, 93 points in the game would be a lot. All of it coming from drop kicks seems unlikely, but again, I didn't set the line. Okay. Jordan, I tell you, that's, that's the under from you? Yeah, yes, okay. yes, the under. Under 92 and a half points scored on drop kicks. Yes, sure? yes, okay. I'm positive. Right. Final answer. Uh, okay, which team, Broncos or Seahawks, will kick more extra pointlesses? Extra pointlesses? Yeah, we're we're actually required to call it that by Roger Goodell. Oh, from here he wants yeah. to get rid of those. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Okay, Broncos. Phil? I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> it's, okay. Uh, and finally, who is going to win the game? Who are you guys taking? Well, I, I, I like Denver. Seattle's got the best uh, defense in the game, but I do think Manning goes out there, gets it done, and also they can pound the rock in Denver. More than they let on because they have the great Peyton Manning. So, absolutely, the Denver Broncos win the Super Bowl. Phil? Do you know who I think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who? America. USA! 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 Okay, joining us now, our, our guest this week, joining us via via the phone because he uh, he is obviously in New Jersey right now uh, preparing for the Super Bowl. Right, this Patty, is the Manzel Hotline. The Manzel Hotline brought to you by Manzel's. Manzel's. Put your man boobs in a Manzel today. Absolutely. Um, and we have Patty O'Shaughnessy. Patty, welcome to the show. Patty, we can't. Maybe this is do you, do you have do you have a severe stutter, Patty? No, 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 no. I, 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 I'm okay, guys. It's good to be on the podcast. Okay, well, Patty, you are the official concessions manager for the the Super Bowl. Have been for the last twenty five years. Yeah, 
25 Super Bowls you've done. 25 Super Bowls. Yeah. It's a lot of Super Bowls. Now, now judging from the, the, I think the shivering sounds you're making over the phone, I'm going to guess this is probably the coldest Super Bowl you've ever worked. I don't remember one being much colder than George. Oh, yeah. Actually, you've, you've always, every Super Bowl you've ever worked is either. Yeah. <laughs> Always either been a warm weather climate or an indoor Super Bowl. This is the first time you're going to be. Choice. It was an odd choice. Was it odd choice to decide to have an open air stadium? But uh, I'm here. I'm going to serve, serve concessions. Uh, if my fingers don't fall out first, I hope they don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Patty, establish that it's obviously very cold in New Jersey right now. It's a new experience for you. But yeah, we do want to hear about some of the tasty treats that you're uh, going to be serving at this year's Super Bowl. Oh, of course, we got so many tasty treats. What are people going to be having? I wouldn't do it if I didn't think that was going to make some sales this year. So, right. Absolutely. So uh, you probably have some special items because it is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Maybe yeah, a little well, different than a normal stadium fair. What do yeah. you got? We've got our, our, our special Seattle Seahawks brand iced coffee. Oh, because coffee's big in Seattle. Absolutely. Starbucks, not all the snow there, they get more rain. Seems like you'd want it to be hot coffee, though, wouldn't you, given the weather? Oh, lost a pinky. The pinky fell off. It's going to make it really hard to lift my pinky while I drink that coffee. It's pretty funny. Speaking of lifting your finger, I also got some delicious iced tea. But I think Joel's point still stands. Why yeah. wouldn't you serve them hot tea? Or hot, hot tea, tea? Oh, to, to sort of combat the weather. Hot tea. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a choice. It's a, a choice that we just decided. Uh, so you opted to go with iced go coffee with and iced, iced tea. We thought that it would be a uh, festive. Uh, okay. Uh, Super Bowl I don't know about that. All right. What else? What else do you have? Uh, well, we've uh, this here. Oh, you got a hugger in your stomach. Maybe uh, coffee and tea won't settle it. So we're yeah, going what kind to be of food? Give us yeah, yeah, like a Super Bowl snack. Quarterback gazpacho. Quarterback gazpacho. It's festive because okay, Super Bowl. Yeah, and it's cold out, so gazpacho. All right, that's an interesting choice. Well, we, we, that's actually uh, just rebranded uh, a warm tomato soup. We uh, <laughs> we, we, we heated the soup. <laughs> now, I have some nice gazpacho. <laughs> okay, cold. all right. It, yep. It's beginning to sound like like a lot of stuff here is becoming cold, and then you're serving it that yep, way. In about in about ten minutes, we're gonna put toothpicks in it, and we're gonna make a, 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 a tomato popsicles. That does not sound appetizing at all. The the kids will love to lick them. The kids will hate those. Uh, I promise you, the kids will hate their spicy tomato popsicles. But if they do, they'll enjoy them. Okay, what else? Uh, What else? What what else? Snacks. I mean, something maybe more like substantial. Yeah. You you want a meal, right, Jordan? Yeah, Uh, sure. Oh, I'd be very hungry. Full full meal. My my hand is frozen. My phone. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, just if you could maybe try to like. Put it closer uh, to your face. Why didn't you go well, well, indoors for the interview? Well, they don't let us indoors. We're just concessions people. So oh, that's terrible. You got to stay out get used to the lay on the land. You've been outside this entire two weeks before the Super Bowl? <laughs> yep, I've been outside enjoying uh, oh, God. creating this um, this uh, treat we made just for the kickers. Uh, we've decided to make chicken Kiev. Oh. I guess, oh, uh, why Chicken uh, Kiev? Uh, because uh, we figured it's, uh, it's cold in Russia and they made it there, right? So uh, must uh, 
be good in inclement weather. Seems like that would be difficult to eat uh, while you're sitting in your seat for the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, it's no, very, no, uh, no one will be able to chew through the food with, <laughs> with how frozen these will be. Anyways, okay, what what uh, what else we got? Keep Hot dogsicles. Oh, those sound, okay. That, that sounds, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that really just sounds like you're unable to heat the hot dogs more than uh, anything else. Uh, uh, what, what was the first thing to clue you in, Joel? <laughs> hot dogsicles? I've uh, never okay, heard what of about, keep, What about keep something else? You know what I love is that when I go to the end of the ballpark or a football game, I usually get nachos. Sounds oh. of the border, man. <laughs> yeah, we love nachos. You got nachos? Yeah. Oh, of course. A football game wouldn't be a football game without some delicious Mexican uh, iced nachos. Ice nachos. Yep. The, the cheese is so hard it'll crack your tooth. Oh, that's not appetizing at all. That sounds awful. Wow. Actually, ice nachos. Well, my legs are blue under my blue jeans. Okay. All right. Well, before you uh, dive exposure, if we could maybe just get a couple more of the items that you think the fans are just that they'll enjoy. I don't know that they'll enjoy any of the ones you've you've mentioned yet. Of course. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you want something with a little less ice. Uh huh. A little less ice. Yes. A little yes. less ice. Uh, yeah. Sure. Something that'll warm you a little bit more. Nice. How about some delicious snow pizza? That's okay. No, that that's you know a, what? No, uh, it clearly. was pizza a second ago. <laughs> and now All I'm right. guessing it has snow on it. Free yeah. toppings. Listen, I'm not sure that we can continue to do this interview. I'm feeling like we're actually going to result in you getting severe frostbite. Ice ice cream. Oh, yeah. ice cream actually makes uh, a lot of uh, sense. Everybody loves ice cream. Oh, they actually they were little things of half and half, half for the coffee, but they froze. All right, this sounds like a terrible yeah. suit. We're going to let you go. Say. Get inside, Send a Patty. search party. <laughs> All right, thank you very thank much, you, Patty. Patty. I can hear there's ice in my ears. Verifiable true facts. Like trivia, but not fun. Brought to you by Ritz Crackers. Reasonably cheap. <laughs> they are. That's absolutely true. That's yeah. a good sell for Ritz Crackers. It's not bad. Yeah. You know what? A little more expensive than saltines, though. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Just throwing it but, out there. like, more buttery. So yeah. You can fit more in your mouth without coughing out dust. <laughs> this is a Super Bowl edition of Verifiable True Facts. The Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks both feature stout defenses and the ability to pound the rock. So much so that Tom Izzo estimated that roughly 40% of the Super Bowl starters will be able to make it through an entire Big Ten basketball season. Hazing. With the Seattle Seahawks winning the NFC with a dominant defense and the Dallas Cowboys surrounding a league-worst 415 yards per game in 2013, Ooh. Jerry Jones has already made plans to draft the hottest offensive skill player in the draft. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> At some point in the second quarter, your girlfriend will tell you how much she likes Seattle Seahawks' outfits. <laughs> you don't see neon a lot on teams outfits yeah neon they're wearing green. neon i don't know what it is about the pacific northwest but they really like going with the flashy uniforms they really do like boise state with their turf oregon has like 18 different there's something about living up there that they like costumes uh at some uh oh here we go when seattle's starting defense is announced richard sherman will say richard sherman stand by all by this time you all know where i went to college <laughs> uh, the first person at your Super Bowl party who says shh, shh, commercial shh to people who are discussing the game will be stabbed in the neck with a jagged tortilla. Did you say that just uh, be on my account? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Thank <laughs> you. And here's why. Tostitos will be giving out $50,000 to a fan who tweets at Tostitos the best photo of a party guest murdered with a Tostitos restaurant-style <laughs> tortilla chip. Hey, my friends could win that. And $100,000 if it's done with a Tostitos scoop. That would be hard. <laughs> Those that things would be much break more difficult. in my fingers. I can't even imagine trying to pierce skin. 
Earlier this week, when he was asked about the Seattle Seahawks' secondary's reliance on illegal use of hands, Pete Carroll made a toking motion and said, Heh, nothing illegal about that anymore. It's true. <laughs> U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder reminded him, Not New Jersey, hippie. <laughs> GoDaddy.com will have a titillating commercial whose sexual ending is only available online. But... Market researchers worry that the internet may have beat GoDaddy to the punch and already have sexual content available. Yeah, what? Possibly. Where? <laughs> Show me. Also, Stop the podcast. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out. The titillating endings that they tease with their commercials on TV, yeah. never all that good. Joel I've actually never watched them. Joel likes to tell this story. He's the one person who actually went on GoDaddy.com to try to catch the nudie ending. Wait, what? I, I, think, I can't remember. I, I'm just, I, you've mentioned this more than oh, once. Well, it's not a nudie ending. Danica Patrick remains tastefully dressed in like a bikini shirt, but it's not what they, they make you think it's going to be. It's one of those things where every time I think to do it, like, oh, after the game, I'll go on and get on my computer. I'm like, go to, you know, fuck, I'm just going to go to porn. Like, yeah, I, just, I start to think about it, and I'm like, ah. But that's why it was so disappointing. It's like, I passed up porn for this. <laughs> Earlier this week, when he was asked about the Seahawks' secondary's reliance on illegal use of the hands, cornerback Walter Thurman stated, Hey, my Adderall prescription is legit. Oh, you said illegal use of the hands. <laughs> well, it's not like they can call it on every play. <laughs> At halftime, Bruno Mars will sing a couple of songs that five years ago we would have called emo, but we don't when he sings them because he wears really cool hats. That's true. <laughs> Got a little fedoras. And earlier this week when he was asked about the Seattle Seahawks' secondary's reliance on illegal use of the hands, Peyton Manning diplomatically sidestepped the question saying, illegal use of the hands? You mean like Jerry Sand just, oh, damn it. Steve, can you edit this? <laughs> Earlier in the week when he was asked about the Seattle Seahawks secondary's reliance on illegal use of the hands, Peyton Manning diplomatically sidestepped the question, saying, illegal use of the hands, you mean like Jerry Sanjuski? Try Papa John's new 8-inch mega cookie. America's <laughs> roller coast. Imagine Papa John on the side going like, no, no, don't mention Peyton Manning got in a zinger there. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that from Peyton Manning as much. Verifiable true facts. Like trivia, but not fun. Brought to you by Ritz Crackers, Red Box. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird sportsman. Who is the weird sportsman? Super Bowl edition. Today. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give me time for my dramatic pause, Jordan. That was an awful long I pause. I kind of figured if you were going to say Super Bowl edition, it would have been in the Super Bowl edition. Nope, yeah. that's oh, not how the lunch. drop is done. <laughs> this week's weird sportsman. Super Bowl edition. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Oh yeah, pretty weird. Yeah, right. I, I I would like I would at some point I would like to add my Super Bowl Joe Namath story. Okay. And, is it how Sue he guaranteed 
No, no, no. Then I think we're going to get that one now, and it's one Feel I Feel free before. to uh, chime in All right. when the time is right. All right. <laughs> Joseph William Joe Namath, <laughs> born May 31st, 1943, nicknamed Broadway Joe or Joe Willie, is a former American football quarterback. He played college football for the University of Alabama under Coach Paul Bear Bryant and his assistant, Howard Schleichenberger. Yeah. You got to remember Schnell- Paul, Schnellenberger. Yep. Paul Bryant, way more successful than the guy he took over for, which was John Twink. Oh, how Henry. So uh, gay joke yeah. uh, from 1962 to 1964, a professional football in the American Football League and National Football League during the 60s and 70s. Namath was an American football icon. He played for the league's New York Jets and he was a jet all the way for most of his professional football career and finished his career with the NFL's Los Angeles Rams. My hometown team. I didn't realize Joe Namath played for the Rams. I figured there was a team at the end of his career that he probably, you yeah, know, probably. rounded out with. Yeah, he was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1985. Which was total bullshit. We're getting there, Joel. <laughs> Uh, Namath retired after playing 143 games. Stats, 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 stats. Uh, early life and family. Uh, Namath's Hungarian-born godfather, grandfather, known as AJ, to his family <laughs> and friends, came to Ellis Island and worked the coal and steel industries of the Pittsburgh metro area. While growing up, Namath was close to both of his parents, who were divorced. <laughs> <sighs> Do you I know mean, I'm chiming on, on that? Nope, I got nothing on yeah. that. All right. Following, so weird. <laughs> yep. Following his parents' split, he lived with his mother, Rose. Actually, at the time we're talking about, it was pretty weird. But It was. It was. Uh, more stuff about growing. More stuff about growing. College football career. <laughs> uh, he was in Super Bowl three. Uh, here we go. Bachelors three. After the season, Namath opened a popular... Upper East Side Bar called Bachelors 3 with plans to open branches in Florida and Boston. One, two, three. (laughs) To protect the league's reputation, the NFL commissioner, Pete Rozelle, ordered Namath to divest himself of his interest in the bar. Whoa. Namath reacted defiantly, retiring from football during a teary news conference. Because of his bars? uh, Because of his bar. He was going to open two more. Okay. Well, just the one. I had a business plan. When did this happen? Was this immediately after Super Bowl three? Yep. I think so, yeah. Yep. Wow. Eventually, Namath agreed to divest his interest in the New York location. After missing most of training camp, Namath came out of retirement and reported to the Jets. <laughs> Continued to put up utterly mediocre stats. Really? Yeah. It because wasn't about the stats back then, Joel. It was about the sideburns. <laughs> right. It was the 60s. Yeah. He was about yeah. rebellion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After not missing a single game because of injury for his first five years of the league, Namath played just 28 out of 58 possible games because of various injuries between 1970 and 1973. As the Jets struggled with records 4-10, and 6-8, and 7-7, and seven, and 4-10. and 10. <laughs> yeah, He had knee trouble, right, I believe? Yeah, oh, I think really? his whole career. My dad always told the story of watching him you know drive uh drive alabama down the field in one of his bowl games uh like against texas when he could barely walk wow yeah. but it was pretty jordan does that make you want to chime in nope all right moving <laughs> on movie and television career 
Uh, Namath went on to a minor career as an actor in several movies, including C.C. and Company with Anne Margaret and William Smith, and he starred in a brief 1978 television series, The Waverly Wonders. This was the uh, predecessor to the Wizards of Waverly Place? Perhaps. He guest starred on many television shows, including The Love Boat in season 5, 1982, Married with Children. Wait, there's a 1982 episode of The Love Boat with Joe Namath on it? Yeah. Netflix, yeah. love exciting and new with Joe Namath. Joe Namath was not exciting and new in nah. 1982, that's for sure. He was on Married to Children, Here's Lucy, The Brady Bunch, The Flip Wilson Show, Rowan and Martin's Laughing, The Dean Martin Show, The Simpsons, The A-Team, Elf, and The John Larroquette Show. He was the guest host of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson several times, as well as hosting his own show, the 1969 cult classic, the Joe Namath Show. There's a by Joe Dick Namath Shep. Show? Yep, uh, the cult something, classic. Something just bumped the 1982 episode of Love Boat down the Netflix queue. Yeah, uh, it was known for its eclectic guest pairings and open bar attitude. <laughs> with uh, By open bar attitude, I, I think they just mean with an open bar. Right. Yep. Also, uh, Namath is a drunk. We could say that, right? It's yeah. pretty clear at this point. Oh, yeah. And on that, I'll chime in. Okay, yeah. At the last NFL draft, which they always do in Radio City Music Hall in New York, yep. uh, they were really excited because they were announcing this year we're going to have the Super Bowl in New York. And so they brought out, like, they have, like, the, the, the governor of New York, uh, is it Cuomo? Uh, yeah, that's about right. And they, have, uh, they had Roger Goodell, and they had uh, the governor of uh, New Jersey. I don't think they had Chris Christie there, but they had some representative from probably New probably remember if you did. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. He's but a hard guy They also miss. had Joe Namath. And when they said, okay, we have these two dignitaries here, you know, and as uh, Roger Dell's like, and, you know, and then he says, we have these, these two people here to announce the Super Bowl. And Joe Namath comes up to the microphone and he looks at the crowd and just goes, New York, New Jersey, <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> and then he stepped back and did not say another thing the entire time. That's all you need to say. The crowd went nuts. New York, he motioned to the left. Yeah. New Jersey motion to the right. It normally prompts a Super boom Bowl the motions to the center. Yeah. The place went nuts. Did not talk again. I love it. He was drunk as a skunk. Of course Speaking he was. of being drunk, alcohol problems. <laughs> On December 20th, 2003, Namath gained new notoriety. Apparently, after partaking of too much celebratory champagne during the Jets' announcement of their uh, of their all time team. During live ESPN coverage of the Jets game, Namath was asked about Chad Pennington and his thoughts of the struggles on that year's squad. Namath expressed confidence in Pennington, then stated to the interviewer Susie Colber, I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about, te- uh, about the team struggling. This is one of the most difficult things to watch I've ever seen. Yeah. It's kind of funny because here's, here's like, not that anybody should, but you feel like Namath is a guy who's been, like, universally beloved in a lot oh, of ways yeah, for yeah, such yeah. a long time Absolutely. that, like, there's so much he could have gotten away with that people probably would have, like, laughed off, whether they should have or not. Would have Like, he could have been kind of, and this was so aggressively creepy and awful that everyone was immediately like, wow. It was one of those, like, sometimes, you know, you're at, like, a family function and you see, yeah. like, uh, an older uh, relative or family friend acting this way and you're like uh it makes you cringe yeah but usually you don't see it on a- monday night fucking football right exactly yeah uh, earn the explicit tag <laughs> one more thing that i absolutely have to mention known as broadway joe 
He made his only appearance on Broadway as a cast replacement in the revival of the Kane Mutiny Court Martial. I thought for sure you were going to say hair there, and I was like, that actually makes sense. The Kane Mutiny Court Martial? But he has also appeared in summer stock productions of Damn Yankees, Fiddler on the Roof, and (laughs) Little Abner. Broadway Joe. Silly us. I mean, to think that his stage career was limited to that single role. Oh, no, more than that. And that brings it on to another Weird Sportsman! Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close. Sports! 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 Sports. Podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sportsportsportspodcast at gmail.com. That's sportsportsportspodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching sports, sports, sports podcast. Your little top bar thingy. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com and search sports, sports, sports podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash comedy pod net. That's youtube.com slash comedy pod net. While you're there, please subscribe. You can find us on iTunes by searching sports, the number three space podcast that supports the number three all one word space podcast or for all of our back episodes go to comedy podcast network.com oh hey this this is a real treat guys just to take out the podcast right now we have the one the only broadway joe himself what's he got to say sports 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 podcast yeah is that is that really oh No, stop clapping, Phil. Lights off! You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.